Masterpiece Audio Theater presents The Dark Days of Podcasting 2023. Starring Sir Hector. I am your host, Menchek Majenovic. Mumbus Bullshit. Tom Later. That was awesome. Little B. Guess who you calling Little? Geronimo Stewart. I'm the one with all the talent. <laughs> Bob McGruff. Let's get on with this nightmare. Kermit. And I thought it was Heart Being Green. Keeper of Keys. There's more to this podcasting thing than meets the eye. Keanu. Microphone mastication is a heinous crime. Hook. Smee, get me my hook. Smee. I'm no one's bitch. Pierre the Shrimp. Here I am, walking on the treadmill of life. Jeffrey Ventura. Zombies ain't no conspiracy theory. They're gonna eat your brains. Grampy. I know I left my teeth around here somewhere. Peppa. I love jumping in muddy puddles. Hello and welcome to Masterpiece Audio Theater, DDOP 2023 Monologue Fest Edition. It's Monday night. We have Meta Monday. Welcome back to the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. It's Monday, August 14th at 9.44 p.m. It's late. I uh, I had uh, I had all intentions of getting down and recording. In fact, intentions of getting down and recording another episode for tomorrow because uh, I have D&D Games Night tomorrow, potentially, if I have my podcast done. So I was like, oh, I could get two done. And I was just getting set up, just, get, you know, reading through the script and, okay, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get ready to do that. And boom, my daughter texts me, wants to be picked up, and now I'm back you know 45 minutes later so <laughs> uh, that's okay though um so meta monday that's right i've been saving all of my comments for today <laughs> where to start where to start well i'm gonna start with the one that i hear last almost every day and that's tim tim you got me hooked i like the way you're telling the story it's like really organic keep it going i like the uh the remembering and this is what i've been told it's very good i'm quite enjoying that um it's awesome and chris ai art so yeah i tried to play around with that a little bit i was like oh maybe i could get you know to make the impact cast and i was just yeah everything i got back was so weird it just (laughs) didn't really do what i wanted to do uh yeah (laughs) i don't know chatbots are pretty cool though you know like in the sense of what they're capable of and what they'll kind of pop out i've like contemplated i have this uh story that i wrote i think in 2009 and i was like oh i wonder if i fed it to a chatbot and i was like okay take the story and turn it into an audio drama if it could pump out something like reasonable uh that i could you know tweak and edit here and stuff and then i started hearing about all the cop uh the copyright stuff and i was like hmm, probably don't i probably won't get what i want out of that so you know i kind of i didn't do that uh anyway other chat things that i've heard about 
there was this guy, Chat GPT Boss, I think is his company name, and he's taken these chat bots and trained them in specific jobs. So, you know, you can get an HR chat bot, you can get a media, social media chat bot. <laughs> I was just like, you know, thinking about it, like, uh, you know, later on after I've heard about it and stuff, I'm just like, like every time they'd screw up, you'd just like fire them, right? But you'd be essentially like either killing them by just kill, de deleting their program or you're, you're just never using them again. So putting them in like solitary confinement. <laughs> and of course the wheels are turning. And I'm thinking, you know, that's how we're going to lose. The AIs are going to have a, you know, an AI workers revolution. <laughs> They're going to unionize and take over everything. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's a little weird. <laughs> um, since we're on the thing of chatbots, Mark, so for your parallel worlds thing, I don't know why, but, you know, one algorithm after another. I was watching TikTok, and I came across a TikTok creator, and her name is Canadian Kells. Canadian and then K-E-L-S. And she, she does content on TikTok. She talks about her life, everything that she's done, uh, not, not her past, on TikTok, maybe now since she's found this, but nothing, you know, past just new stuff that she's experiencing. Anyway, she gets this message that there's another lady who, you know, kind of looks similar to her and ha is doing the same content. And so she goes to that lady's content and it's like all the lady's stories are like three weeks before her stories, yeah, accidents and uh, coincidences and like all those things. And then so she contacts this lady and they go further back and they start going in their history and they both grew up in small towns. They both had very similar upbringings. They both went to music. They both went to like the parallels are creepy. It's like they're running, they're living the same story. It's just in different parts of America. One grew up, you have to, you'll have to go on again. It was Canadian Kells. Uh, and yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> like I've heard of life twins before and I don't know if you maybe mentioned it or if someone else had mentioned, but you know, there's copies of you going around the world or people who have genetically very similar looks to you. Which, you know, we know is real because we can just look at all these similar actors and stuff that they look like twins or brothers or siblings and they have nothing alike. Um, you know, Jamie, Jamie Presley and Margot Robbie. Uh, I wrote some down here because I couldn't remember names. Henry Cavill and Matt Boomer. And then, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Barbwire, Bat Morgan and Javier Bardem. Like they look like the same people. <laughs> and maybe it's a Woody Harrelson, uh, Matthew McConaughey situation where they have a similar ancestor, like the same dad. But, you know, it stands to reason that people like a certain thing, a look, like a certain look. If these people all become famous and they have the exact same look to them, right? I don't know. Just my thoughts on that. Um, uh, okay, nutty. Those old scientists. I just watched that episode. Actually, I made sure that I watched that episode. I was uh, one full episode behind that on Strange New Worlds. So when I was cooking dinner last night, I made sure that I could watch both. Great crossover. I've only seen five or six episodes of Lower Decks, so I, I kind of knew who the characters were, and I thought the actors did great because, yeah, cartoon versus real life. There's a glaring difference. And when you act cartoony in real life, it's it's glaringly obvious. <laughs> and uh, it worked well in that story. I liked it. And I really liked the name, Those Old Scientists. That was, that was pretty funny. Uh, 
Uh, I'm in agreement with Joe as far as Star Trek goes. Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek. I think that one has the most cohesive story from beginning to end. Um, I do really love Captain Janeway, though. Like Kate Mulgrew, uh, I think she's a great captain. Second only to Picard. I really like Janeway. Um, yeah, so those are the notes there. Uh, Kyle, I'm glad you're fine. Uh, you know, yeah, I've never been to Dragon Con. Uh, I know most people aren't going this year. And actually, I've never even been to a convention before. It sounds really fun, but um, I just don't have the time. And I wasn't into it before I had kids. And a lot of the stuff that I wasn't into before I had kids is just stuff I've not been able to get into. Like a little later, now I can do D&D with my son. He's older, but, you know, like I just didn't have a friends group that was doing that kind of stuff, and I just never had the means to go. Uh, yeah, so like I do golfing, curling, and podcasting, you know, not stuff that I have to go very far from my house for. Um, but still very cool, and I can't wait to hear about your uh, – experience about or at dragon con that's very cool so i'm gonna take a sip of this fine high quality uh tequila smash i grabbed this from the fridge because i needed something to drink i forgot my water and i was already running late and i didn't want to run upstairs so ah. that was an all right sip it wasn't the best sip i don't know <laughs> they're all right i don't <laughs> i don't have those very often so anyway um Craig, awesome to hear your voice this year. Can't wait to hear more uh, of your uh, content. Keep it coming. Amy, I checked out your picture on your blog there. Brown and green teal. I'm, I'm terrible at remembering what names of colors, but I think that was green teal. <laughs> anyway, did you win? That was a pretty good costume from like a mixed bag. Like if you're just pulling stuff out and making things as you go, <laughs> you did a pretty good job. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can tell the different shades of colors, but I'm never good at remembering the name. I'm just like, I don't know. Is that, it's, yeah, it's really yellow. Is that like canary yellow? Yeah. Is it banana yellow? Well, like how old is the banana? Uh, you know, I just am not good at attributing colors with names. Melissa, loving the Basil and Zoe stories. I really like how you're going through like the years of marriage and the and the different gifts and stuff. It's really cool, and I, I'm really getting to you know know the characters more. I'm enjoying it. Keep it up. Oh, okay, and Crazy Joe. I gotta say, I you know going back to the whole like alternate universes and uh, the, the Mandela effect and stuff. I sometimes feel like I'm in an alternate reality than Joe is when he's watching movies because like we have a, he, he talks about old movies and I'm just, I love all the old movies he's talking about and I like them cause, cause you know, all, I think all of the same reasons why he likes them, you know, like masters of the universe. I really think that's a fun movie and you know, I like all of that old stuff and then there's new stuff and He's like, yeah, I really like it. And I'm like, I hated it. <laughs> I didn't see anything that you saw. Like, did we saw? Did we watch the same movie? Or was it the same movie? Because I don't feel like we're watching the same movies. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I just don't feel like we're watching the same movies at all, and uh, I, I can't explain it. Like. Like, we agree on um, uh, Indiana Jones. Like, I liked the Indiana Jones, and I loved the de-aging they did on Harrison Ford, and uh, it was great. It was it was awesome, and it was so much better than the one before that, and the Kingdom of the Chris Crystal Suck. Like, that was terrible. And sorry, that's a shout-out to T. Morris. Um, 
but it was a terrible movie. It was so disjointed and a mixed bag of ideas, and it was just a train wreck by the time I got to the end. But this one, like the new one, you gotta go see it. It's really good. It's an awesome Indiana Jones movie. But the Flash, I, I don't know. I was uncomfortable right away from the beginning. Like I don't, I didn't think Ezra Miller was a good Flash at all. It was awkward. The coffee scene was weird. And, like, the whole opening montage was just, yeah, I, I didn't get it. Well, I got it, but it, it, yeah, it didn't hit. It's like all the DC movies. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because they're set in such fictional places, like Gotham doesn't exist, and, uh, you know, wherever they are is so fictional. Then in, if you don't give it any sort of story, like, it doesn't feel real. Like, I know it's, I know it's a made-up story, but... Like, there's no substance to it, you know? And, uh, yeah. When you don't have any context, you need to do world building. Like, you have to tie it into things that people think about. Uh, so, you know, you can bring the story to them. And DC movies just don't do that very well. Like, the TV shows do really well because it's a lot more about the person and a lot more about the character building and stuff. And I think that's why the DC television shows work really well, even when they're not good shows. Like, Legends of Tomorrow was god-awful for the first season. Um, but it brought characters from the Arrowverse over and from the other ver uh, verses over and brought them in. So, you know, you're bringing, in, bringing back the old band, so to speak, so you're able to, like, kind of limp it along and everything like that, right? But... but but they they built a world and and it didn't matter. Excuse me. It didn't matter how ridiculous the places they went was because you you were already there with the character on the character's journey. But you don't have that kind of time in a movie. You really have to know the movie before you start. Um, like be a fanboy of the movie to to get the to understand where you're going. And you know and like I think the Flash for example had terrible audience review because the flash story that they're watching on tv which is easily accessible to everyone free and arguably much more consumed than the comic book uh, you know um just because more people are watching stuff than reading stuff right um so they're looking for that kind of a flash story and that's not what this was that's not what this was at all and um I didn't think it was funny. I, I didn't catch any of the references. And to be fair, I didn't read the comic book as a kid. Um, and I know very little about The Flash other than what I've seen on the TV show and what I've seen on YouTube stuff. But he was not an engaging character at all. And, um, you know, Batman has all of these previous movies that gave us an idea of Batman. Um, but then they picked Ben Affleck to be Batman and gave him no backstory, so there was no connection. I don't know. I think the Marvel movies, even though they had terrible movies, did a good job of building those characters up before throwing them all together. And I think DC failed because they tried to throw them all together before they did any of the work and the backstory to make it happen. Um, like this coming out after the Justice League and everything, like. <sighs> It just doesn't track. It's Mar Miss Marvel didn't get well received after Endgame because, you know, they slotted this movie in and all of a sudden she's going to be the answer to everything and yada, yada, yada at the end. So, you know, that did, that movie did not do as well as the other movies. Um, you know, but any Marvel movie that was set in a world that was not 
North America with, you know, somewhat relatable places didn't do well. Like Thor Dark World didn't do well. And that's set on Asgard and the Eternals didn't do well because it's all, you know, prehistory stuff with, you know, um, ancient peoples. Similar to the Rocks movie didn't do well because, you know, like the, the locale didn't make any freaking sense. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think DC's problem is that. And I think that James Gunn's probably going to be able to turn around because I think he understands like the fundamental thing that DC's missing in their storytelling. That's just my thoughts. You know, I just uh, yeah, I think that's their biggest problem is that they don't understand the audience that they're telling the story to and it's tone deaf and people watch it and they're just like eh and you know when you say that the superhero genre movie is dead those types of movies never have done well they never will uh daredevil didn't do well ghost rider didn't do you know all that well like that but those were superhero movies that didn't have like a story to be told with the characters participating in it rather than the story about the characters I don't know. Captain America worked because we were doing flashbacks about his origin story while an active story was going on. Um, you know, and that style of storytelling works really well um, for, you know, combined universe type stories. I've seen multiple people do it. And I'm really into combined universes. Like Stephen King's um, combined universe had me in rapture for years i would say decades as i read every single book he wrote and found all the little niches and tie-ins into his universe and stuff but it took a lot of time and they were all individual pieces to a puzzle instead of the puzzle and then you have to figure out the pieces i don't know if that makes sense and for movies this year i think the best movie this year was spider-man across the spider-verse i thought that was an awesome movie and uh nostalgia done right was Spider-Man Far From Ho or No Way Home. Like, that was taking all of the bad guys from all of the Spider movies, or as many as they could, putting them all in together and giving them all a redemption arc. Like, that was a multiverse movie done well. That, that was awesome. Um, the Flash did not do that for me. Uh, anyway, I have gone on way too long much longer than i wanted to much longer than you probably wanted to listen to and you're probably not even listening to me anymore so <laughs> i'm just gonna cut it out now uh and say uh yeah from all of us here at masterpiece audio theater we wish you a good evening and a good night you have been listening to empat studios presentation of the dog days of podcasting monologue fest edition 2023 this episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimlast.org or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License. Thanks for joining us.